0: Welcome to pretend I know nothing about. I'm Katie White, your host, administrator of COAA. On today's episode, we are learning about a couple of unique programs at COAA. So we will learn all about Carfit as well as Nesterly. Let's get into it. Well, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Let's start with Francis.
1: Sure, my name is Francis Crumholtz and I am the volunteer and engagement coordinator here at COAA.
2: Thank you. Angie? And I'm Angie Wise. I'm the Statewide Ohio
0: Card Fit Coordinator. Welcome. Thank you for being here and talking a little bit about some unique programs uh, that we offer that a lot of people, I think, might not know about. So um, today's conversation is going to be a little bit about housing and a little bit about transportation and hopefully a lot of bit about resources that
1: we can plug into.
0: So, Francis, let's start with you. Give us an overview of your role and what you do here.
1: Yes. So I have been at COAAA for about four years, um, and my position was created to focus on intergenerational home sharing, um, which we do through Nesterly, which I'll be excited to talk about today. Um, and I also work on, I spend a significant amount of time on our friendly caller volunteer program. So those are kind of my two uh, big headliners for okay. my role.
0: And can you give me a little overview of Nestorly?
1: Sure. So- Nesterly is an intergenerational home-sharing platform. Um, We are the second market that Nesterly partnered with, so Nesterly is actually its own kind of freestanding company uh, that COAA brought to the region because we saw this need for home-sharing. And home-sharing is really just this idea of if you've got a spare bedroom, then they make it safer and easier to rent that out to somebody else. So they'll be helping you out with rent, certainly. They might be helping you out with chores. Um, and it's just a good win-win.
0: And so your staff here dedicated to helping liaise and helping individuals that might be interested navigate, but really Nesterly is a software that we
1: kind of buy into, right? That's correct, yep. And so if someone has questions about how the process usually works or things that they may want to consider ahead of time before they decide whether or not they are ready for home sharing. Um, I can kind of talk them through that process um, but Nesterly is available to everyone. It is free. It's easy to use. You go to their website um, and you can kind of see what the current listings look like Can draw a little bit of inspiration from that. Um, and they really do walk you through the process. Great. Thank you. So we're the second
0: market in the U.S. to launch Nesterly, And Angie, talk to us about CarFit. We're the first statewide Ohio position to do car fit. So give us a little background.
2: Yes, it's very exciting. I'm so happy to have the opportunity to be in this position. I had been at COAA for about a year when the Ohio Traffic Safety Office provided NHTSA funds, which is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to COAA to create this position. You might've heard uh, NHTSA radio ads um, if you're listening in, they're always trying to promote traffic safety for all of drivers. So that's how I had first heard of them. So you, Katie, and Kimberly Schwind, who's the Assistant Director and Training Programs Administrator with OTSO, have really been my mentors in this program. CarFit has been around since 2006. It was created um, by what I lovingly refer to as the other AAAs, the American Automobile Association, AARP, and the American Occupational Therapy Association to help drivers fit safely and comfortably in their vehicles. So my role is really to serve as a resource to all of the volunteers in Ohio. And um, we're looking into different data collections so that we can gather information about drivers and how we can help them to continue to drive safely.
0: So great overview by the way getting that elevator speech down practicing i've been practicing (laughs) so when we think about these two programs in my mind nestor lee and carfit um these are sort of more upstream um services and programs that we offer to help people stay in their homes in different ways and to make sure that people are driving safely and a lot of this work is rooted in some background data as to why we're doing this so um Let's go back to Nestor Lee and talk a little bit about homeownership um, in central Ohio. And can you give us just a little overview of kind of the state of homeownership and
1: and property taxes for that matter? Sure. Um, so I think that likely anyone who is listening understands that we are in a bit of a housing crunch, um, looking at affordable housing specifically, um, and this date is from a few years ago, but uh, Central Ohio is at least fifty-four thousand affordable housing units short. So that means that there are at least that many families um, who are who are spending disproportionate amounts of their budget simply to um, stay in safe housing. Um, you know, one of the goals of Nesterly is to provide another vehicle or another tool, uh, particularly for homeowners, to um, you know, take advantage of this asset that they already have, which also happens to be their home where they want to stay um, and be able to generate a little bit of additional income. Um, we know that the uh, recent property tax reappraisals have come out, and a lot of people are seeing <coughs> an increase um, in their in their projected taxes. And so, necessarily, again, if you have the additional space, you've got the the space in your home and kind of in your in your mind for having another person in your house. That's another opportunity for you to, um, you know, meet that gap or stay ahead of it so that you're not feeling a crunch necessarily.
0: Yeah. So as housing costs increase of Cost of living increases, individuals um, that are on a fixed income or even a retirement income, most likely that is not increasing. We know Social Security isn't increasing at the same pace. And so we do a lot of work in people's homes, whether they rent or own. Um, and so this Nestor specifically is all about homeowners and making sure that we have some processes and programs in place to make sure that um, we help people have options to stay where they want to stay. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep with the data and talk a little bit about why CARFIT is um, here in Ohio and why your position started. Can you give a little background on the data? So, if you haven't
2: heard the year 2030 yet, you're going to start hearing it often because that is the year that all baby boomers will be age 65 or older. It'll be the first year that they're going to outnumber children in the United States. They're going to make up 20% of Ohio's population and 26% of Ohio's driving population. Um, older drivers are safer drivers. They're more likely to wear their seat belts. They're less likely to speed. They're less likely to drink and drive. But unfortunately, because of age-related changes, they're more likely to be killed or injured in a crash. And unfortunately, the traffic data is trending in the wrong direction. Um, the 2019 fatalities, um, older drivers Represented 23% of those fatalities and fatalities in general in Ohio are going over. So car fit is trying to be one aspect of how we can continue to allow people to drive safely. Researchers have said um, that we're going to outlive our our driving retirement by 10 years. Mm -hmm. So we want to offer ways for people to feel safe while they're driving, but also to provide
0: resources to them for how they can plan ahead for that. So outliving our driving retirement means that we are going to live longer than we are able to safely drive ourselves to and from where we want to go. Exactly. So in my um, formal role at the Age-Friendly Innovation Center, I worked on um, a couple of reports related to both of these topics. So um, ODOT, I've been serving on their Older Road Users Safety Committee since 2016. And there's a whole body of work around um, making sure that we are exploring all different options so that older adults and people with disabilities can get to where they need to go, in a variety of ways, right? So protecting those choices. So CarFit is really aimed at that um, independent older adult, and just really um, making sure that we're keeping them safe in their vehicle. And I actually participated in one of your events, you did. Um, and it's it's honestly very confident confidence building. So walk me through if someone, if an older adult comes to a CarFit event what does that look like in their vehicle and, and kind of walk us through those steps
2: sure and i'll start by saying that while I, it's important to talk about what CarFit is i always like to mention what CarFit is not so it's not any type of assessment of your driving ability we're not here to take away your keys we're not here to do an inspection on your car no one has come to an event yet and asked me about that but i have heard from others um we are an opportunity to provide education and a safe space for people. It can be kind of touchy when people are trying to tell you how to drive, even your own spouse, perhaps. <laughs> um, so we want to offer a welcoming space. So CarFit is a drive-through program. It can It's held in parking lots or in the bays of fire stations. So any parking lot that has enough space for someone to arrive in their car, They um, get welcomed at a check-in station, and then they go to the check-up station, which is staffed by trained volunteers who go through a 12-point checklist. We review items such as making sure your seatbelt is placed comfortably on your collarbone and low across your lap, adjusting your mirrors to try to eliminate your blind spots, making sure you know that your head restraint is adjustable, because many people do not know that, myself included. Um, And we have a really great response rate. People are very open to hearing how they can make these adjustments in their car. And we try to have occupational therapists, practitioners at events so they can discuss adaptive equipment if someone were needed. And then everyone gets a resource bag that's filled with lots of useful information um, about their area and about their cars,
0: and it really is—dare um, I say—fun, right? So once you understand that you're not pulling up for someone to evaluate whether or not they're going to take away your keys, but it's the chair adjustment, it's the mirror adjustment, it's it's leaving the event knowing that you are in the safest position with all your blind spots covered as much as possible, um, and a little more information about your car. You know, they ask you things like, do you know how to? I don't know, pop the hood or you know, whatever, some of those things where it's like, huh, I haven't really taken the time to think about all of these different things in my car. So Right. We try we use the tagline, it's free, fast and fun. So an appointment's typically
2: gonna last twenty to thirty minutes. I've found it very interesting when people arrive because we go over vehicle technology. So I say, do you have forward collision warning? They say yes. Do you have lane departure warning? They say yes. I don't even have that in my car. So I took the um, AARP Smart Driver Tech course. It's a free online 60-minute course that goes all over all of these technologies. And I encourage anyone, if you have them in your car, to check it out. Um, But yeah, it's just these little simple adjustments that can be made in our car to help us feel more comfortable as we're driving.
0: Great and francis if someone is interested in exploring nesterly can you walk us through what that process is like from interest to posting your room
1: yeah Um, so from interest i think the best first step is to go to the website Um, you can take a look at the listings that are already there which i think gives people a really strong lay of the land um And then if it is a host, so if we're speaking from the host perspective, um, if a host is interested in listing their room, the very first thing they'll do is create a profile. Um, You know, they have an option if they would like to include a picture of themselves to make it a little bit more personal. Um, Either way, they'll explain a little bit about themselves and what they're looking for in a home share agreement. So... You know, one of the considerations is whether or not that host would like to have some additional help around the house. Um, They could sign up for or elect into um, what they call the task exchange feature. So um, a host might say, you know what, if I can get a guest in the house who would be willing to rake my leaves in the fall and shovel my drive in in the winter, I would take $100, $150 off rent each month. Like It would be worth it to me to not have to worry about that. Um, that's one of the options that you'll consider. Um, and then they'll fill in You know, the date that the room is available. The host gets to set what the um, rent would be, so how much they'll be getting paid each month for that space. Um, and then they also get control to think about sort of what they want their house rules to be. So are there you know quiet hours in the evening? Or what's the expectations around meals? Will we be eating together or is it gonna be more independent? Um, So those are all of the types of things that you'll think about ahead of time. Um, I'm available as a resource if people want to discuss any of the options. Nestorly also has their own customer support team, so there's a lot of wraparound support. Nestorly will um, run background checks also for both host and guest. So before a home share is agreed upon, Um, they run five different background checks. So they'll make sure that that person really is who they say they are. Um and see if there's anything else that you know would warrant a discussion. Um, and then payment is also processed through Nestorly, so all of that is automated. You don't have to worry about a, you know, a late rent or oops, I'm gonna be, I forgot about it this month. It's already been kind of automatically deposited at the same time each month, which is really nice.
0: And are there photos? And when you go on Nestorly, I think there's even a, an interactive map, right? Like you could think about what um, part of town and click on and see some photos of the rooms that are available for rent too.
1: Yeah, so absolutely, because that really is going to give the guest the best idea of, you know, what kind of space that they are looking at, how big the rooms are, um, you know, kind of what the, what the house is going to look and feel like ahead of time. Yeah. So these programs are super unique. And again, they're really
0: about sort of preserving and protecting what individuals currently have and what they want right their choices for how they might get around their choices for where they're going to live we know we don't have enough low income or affordable housing we also don't have enough transportation services and options and so i love that we're leaning into this space of um really advocacy and thinking ahead around making sure that we have some sort of upstream services available So in the same vein of having unique positions, um, let's talk a little bit about you both and how you got here. So Angie, tell me about your background and sort of um, how you got into this car fit position. I'm a physical therapist assistant by education,
2: so sometimes I feel like I'm the only non- social worker or nurse in the building, even though that's not true. We, I know that there's a lot of you other you got another people. one in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <hopefully. laughs> I did home health for 10 years. And in that position, we very often had people and we would train them how to safely get in and out of their car, mostly as a passenger, I would say. And then um, I took a break for a while, I took a maternity leave. And when I was uh, looking to come back, I that's when I was hired at Co in the screening department. So I feel like I've had a really unique experience where I've got to see in the in the screening department, where everything all of the calls come in and how it gets dispersed throughout the agency. So people might call the screen department and ask about housing, and then we can offer them various resources such as Nesterly. So I've had a really great um, opportunity to learn a lot about the agency in that way. And, and like I said, I had been here for a year when we got the NHTSA grant to start this position. And I just feel like It's one of those things where you think that you're on a path and you're going to do this one thing, but then this other opportunity presents itself and you're like, oh, this is the place that I'm supposed to be. And I didn't even know it. Yeah,
0: and I couldn't agree more. I mean, statewide, you are just absolutely making waves in a great way and nationally, um, really stepping into this leadership role. And I hear time and time again, people are like, Angie is just perfect for this role. So, I absolutely appreciate the background that you bring. Um not only to the position when you're here, but even when you're in the community too running these events if people have questions, who better to know how to answer those than someone that has worked in the screening department. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And some other non-social workers, um, too in the room, which is kind of rare, but also awesome. Frances, how did you get here? Tell us about your background.
1: Yeah, my background was not, it was very much not like, oh, I thought I was on this path and then this thing happened. Like the the path, the dots felt very unconnected. And it's been very interesting to me to see how those various dots have kind of all pointed to this role at COAA in a very cool way. Um, so back during my undergrad, like my interest in housing goes, goes pretty far back. Um, I studied sociology and Spanish, but as part of, that, um, part of that educational work, I did an independent study about housing and homelessness. So that kind of research side of it, you know, runs, <laughs> runs deep for me. Um, and then my first job out of school was at an adult daycare center here in Columbus. Um, actually, Erica Drury was uh, my executive director there. Love that. Small world. So was doing fundraising there, but was also, you know, it was very much, um, you know, uh, all hands on deck kind of thing. So some days I'd be uh, writing thank you letters. Some days I'd be planning for an upcoming luncheon, some days I would be covering the front desk because we were short or helping out with lunches, right? Like it was really just whatever was needed. Um, From there, I did a lot of fundraising for different organizations in Columbus. Um, And with those fundraising roles was where I got my volunteer coordination background as well. So for about five years, coordinated the volunteers for the Columbus Marathon, um, got an opportunity to work with different nonprofits. And so it's just been very funny to see a lot of those points kind of reflect back to this role at COAA.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I definitely did not know about all of um, the volunteer and fundraising. Now I'm like, ooh, fundraiser, yeah. <laughs> put that right in there. Um, and you recently, um, I think maybe, happily when I asked you, (laughs) have stepped into a leadership role in the homeowner and property tax space.
1: Do you mind sharing a little bit about how you're representing COAA as a leader in that? Sure. Very excited to now be uh, co-chair of the Franklin County Property Tax Assistance Program. Um, So this is a program that has existed for a long time, uh, but we anticipate a higher volume this year with the recent um, home appraisals that went out. Uh, but the idea, the general goal of the program is to help older homeowners um, stay in their home. They provide one-time assistance uh, for uh, an unforeseen circumstance. Um, In this case, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that a significant hike in somebody's property taxes was an unforeseen circumstance. Um, So uh, an individual is available or is an individual has an opportunity to apply for assistance um, and get this uh, one-time assistance that may pay you know, some or all of their property tax for the year to help them to be able to stay in their home.
0: And so this PTAP program is just for Franklin County and obviously we serve eight counties, but I feel like there'll be a lot of learnings here that we can um, gain through your leadership on that committee and really think about how we protect uh, homeowners in our eight county region um and i just i feel like having the both of you on today is really solidifying an example of where i hope A is going where we are looking ahead we're looking out we are bringing together individuals um from COAA and outwardly facing in these leadership roles to say, we have this background, we have this experience, we see that this need is coming and we're ready and we're really going to meet that need with success. So it's been really fun to watch both of you and it hasn't even been that long since either of you, well, you've been in Esther Lee for a while, but um, not necessarily this, this PTAP role, but I just so enjoy and appreciate how you both show up and um, represent COAA in both of these roles, so thank you for that. All right, let's get into the typical day or week. So um, Angie, what's your typical day or week like in your car fit role?
2: This is an interesting question because it is about to change. So I started May 30th and we had a couple of events throughout the summer in that lovely Ohio heat that we had. Um, And we did some trainings to try to get more technicians um, involved with the program, but I, I didn't see this coming, and in hindsight, maybe I should have. October, we are going to have a lot of events. I was looking at my calendar before I came into your office, and one week I have four events planned throughout wow. the state. Wow, <laughs> Yeah, October, there's lots. CarFit works best when it can be held in conjunction with another event where older drivers are already attending, such as senior expos or senior health fairs, and, and those seem to be happening a lot in October. So I'm very excited to get out throughout the state um, and go and do those. But last week I drove to Stark County and did a technician training with their Safe Communities Coalition. I feel very fortunate that in the state of Ohio, mobility managers and safe community coordinators have really embraced CARFIT and want to have events. Um, and are very open to participating in in the trainings and and doing events throughout all of Ohio. So I also attend the um, CARFIT National Advisory Council and... Later today, I think that you will be also be in the older road users emphasis area. Yes, meeting. I go where my
0: calendar cat tells me, and I guess I did <laughs> yes. see that today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's a lot of meetings, and right now it's a lot of outreach. CarFit was started in in two thousand and six, but during the padam- pandemic, along with everything else, it it took a pause, and now we're starting to ramp it back up again. So I have been attending. Um, different senior fairs, mostly throughout Franklin County, just to kind of get the word out about CarFit so that when seniors or older drivers hear about CarFit, they're not intimidated by it. And then they said, oh, I've heard about that. And
0: I think that would be a really great program for me to attend. So much like any sort of new program or a startup, you're doing a lot of the day-to-day tasks. Uh, Because this is volunteer-driven, you're also doing outreach and trying to engage more people to participate. Yes you're also leading those trainings. Yes. While um, starting for the first time, this statewide conversation and network and getting individuals that have been doing this to start to sort of standardize how things are done. And even more importantly, standardize how we collect the data and show our impact. So exactly. it's a lot of moving parts in all kinds of micro, mezzo, macro, um, all in the same day sometimes, I'd imagine. It is, but I like it. It keeps it interesting. Yeah,
2: we've had the opportunity to um, create a post-event questionnaire that we're going to start giving to drivers so we can start getting that feedback from them about what they thought about the event, what worked well, what information they received, if they found that useful. Just this week, we're, we have a, a team's meeting planned with all of the Ohio event coordinators so that we can start to create this connection among ourselves that we just didn't really have before because there wasn't one person who was kind of leading the effort. And then now I'm going to start receiving all of those checklists that everyone completes at CarFit events. So those are going to start heading my way. I just made a joke with... um, The staff at the front door before I came in, they said, no boxes are here for you today. And I said, oh, well, there will be some soon. (laughs) (laughs) You do have a lot of supplies. I do have a lot of supplies. We're trying to create toolkits for all of um, ODOT's 12 districts, which also are the districts that AAAs are in. So we're doing outreach to AAAs to ask them if they would be the keeper of these toolkits. I like to call it CARFID in a box. So it's everything that you need to host a CARFID event.
0: And to tie all of that daily work, again, back to um, the beginning of the conversation, older road user fatalities and serious injuries have been increasing year over year for the last 10 years. We know more older adults are coming. We know they still need to get to and from where they need to go. And so CARFIT, by formalizing and standardizing this, is being funded by federal NHTSA dollars so that we can track and measure whether or not having all of these CARFITs is making an impact on decreasing the fatalities and serious injuries. So just close that loop up. And then let's stick with you around your biggest challenge that you experience in your role. My
2: biggest challenge with the CARFIT program is that it's volunteer run, so it can be difficult to get those trained technicians and occupational therapists, practitioners. You know, they're busy professionals who are working during the day, and that's when most CARFIT events are held. Um, so if anybody listening knows of anybody that would like to be <laughs> a technician, please
0: send them my way. Thank you. okay, so Francis, what's your typical day or week like?
1: <laughs> 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 um, you know, typical day or week, both can vary pretty uh, pretty wildly. Um, and some of that is uh, the nature of the programs that I'm working on, um, and you know which which program kind of has a higher volume of things happening in any given moment. Um, thinking specifically about Nestor-ly, um, you know, I will often be getting, I'll be the first phone call someone makes. So especially if um, someone is curious, or maybe they heard from a friend, or maybe they've just seen a flyer, sometimes I'm that first um, point of contact to kind of learn about the program. So I'm talking them through very high level, uh, kind of how Nesterly works. Um, Sometimes I am providing additional support for someone who knows that they are ready to list a room in their home, uh, but maybe they don't uh, feel comfortable taking photos or the, you know, the phone or camera that they have isn't great. Um, so I will sometimes go out to a person's home to help them, um, you know, take pictures of the spaces that are available. Um, and that can be really interesting too, because I, I get a deeper understanding of who the hosts are, what their, what their goals are for home sharing. Um, so that can be really interesting and good. Um, it's also kind of looking at uh, different ways that we can get the word out in the community. So we've got um, some really good partners through the Greater Columbus Network of Villages um, and through, there are several um, age-friendly initiatives who have named home sharing generally or Nestorly specifically as one of their approaches for uh, housing in the area. So making sure that I'm in good communication with those partners as well great and then what about your biggest challenge I think for me individually <laughs> the biggest challenge is um, getting a phone call from someone who has heard about Nesterly but they're probably a, a bit too close to that crisis zone for Nesterly to work really seamlessly for them so you know sometimes I'll get a call for someone who, from someone who's looking for a room to rent but they'll say I need to be out of my apartment by Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, that timeline is is pretty <laughs> challenging for a program ne- like Nesterly. You know, I think that I'm fortunate to be within the AAA, so we've got other resources that we can kind of point people back towards. Um, but I think that, that that's one of the toughest things. I'm sure, yeah.
0: And then do you refer them to our housing yes. program? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's yep. one nice thing. Well, there's lots of nice things about this, but I feel like there's always – hopefully another resource to refer to particularly in your two programs where they are again those sort of more independent people that just in case we've got some other um support nets here so all right I know Angie really wanted to answer this question so I'm going to make sure we ask the miracle question thank you what <laughs> what is one thing you would change or add to AAA? Well,
2: I've already uh, pitched it to you that I would like us to have it rezoned so that we can start having a cafeteria in here. I, like, oh, I, I attended an event at ODOT, and I saw their cafeteria who has blue and fig. Um, but I know that that can be kind of a challenge, so I've been thinking about this question some more. And I thought that um, my second pitch to you would be that if, as an agency, we could participate as a whole in the MLK Day of Service. Hmm. So I attended The Ohio State University, and, and they offer an opportunity to all of um, their faculty and staff students to find local events. And I thought that would be something that could connect us as
0: an agency. Very cool. I've never heard of that MLK Day of Service.
1: Is that a citywide thing? Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like it might be national. Yes, I think, I think it's it is national. national. On so, Monday. Monday. Yes. So many uh, like local organizations will kind of take it on um, to either create, you know, hubs of here are different volunteer opportunities that you can find on this particular day. Um, But, yeah, there's lots of good opportunities for engagement. It's great that you pitched that while sitting across from the volunteer coordinator. I was just going to say, oh did you
0: just sign Francis up <laughs> for a
1: new Because we You're could, right, because we can partner with some agencies, but we could also, I'm sure, with the brains in this building, figure out some good, you know – opportunities for even kind of an in-house situation definitely whether it's check-in that. calls whether it's
0: p tab calls or maybe it's working with some of our title three agencies and going out and seeing what our funding um, looks like boots on the ground when people are delivering transportation services or counseling or home delivered mm-hmm. meals Cool. I love that idea. I also love the cafeteria, of course. Which you know, I obviously tried to put a little mini cafeteria in, and then that just—I um, know—I supported didn't work. it
2: while it was here. It was, I did my best to
0: support it. I'm know, only one person. Got, I want to—I don't want to say we got tricked, but we did. Um, we thought that there would be fresh food forever, and. We apparently weren't meeting a minimum that wasn't in the contract. Oh. But anyway, you know that's why Andrea sees
2: recommendation of a community garden. Yes, so we could kind still food,
0: which is my main. Point. Yeah, yeah yeah we need some fresh <laughs> options i keep finding myself more and more at arby's and i just don't want to be there and then right. i'm there all the time because just calling right there they've got okay. the curly fries and the matzi sticks and uh. the turnovers <sighs> back.
2: they were gone for a while but i hear See? they're back. the
0: problem i wouldn't even think about it if it wasn't right outside um okay francis what's one thing you would add or change
1: I mean, I wasn't really prepared for the question, so I'm just going to say I love Angie's idea, Great. and I'm on board. And you know, let's try to to figure something out. I do think here's what all here's what I'll kind of add on to that. I um, I would love to see more um, kind of like interdepartmental. Swapping, okay. um, you know, and some of that is kind of selfishly motivated because I'm kind of a, a person of of one for a the programs that I that I work on, and so you know, opportunities to shadow or pitch in or you know, just kind of have some like mutual learning opportunities um, would be would be exciting and interesting to me.
0: Well, those two ideas seem to really intersect well, right? So if it is an internal MLK Day of Service, maybe it is all about switching up departments okay this is how the magic is made the answer is yes go forth create the program report back let me know what you need and let's do this this is that's it done (laughs) five i love when the universe works out in this way (laughs) i know that's right okay so then our final thoughts i just um you know our primary listenership is our staff and so what are some final things angie that you want staff to know about carfit I want them to know that we are always looking for
2: technicians. So if they would like to participate in a training, they are um, welcome to email me and I will make that happen. But they can also look at it um, to the consumers that they're providing services to. So maybe while they're not driving themselves, they have somebody that's driving them that could come to a CarFit event and benefit from the information that we provide to them. So I think there's always an opportunity to... um, reach someone who who could
0: really have an opportunity to come to a car fit event. So whether it's about improving their own safety, or if they're a passenger, the safety of those driving, and right. you do have a diff- additional resources for um, like helping people transfer in and out and all of that. Okay, exactly. good closing thoughts. Thank you. And Francis, how about you?
1: Uh, mostly I think I want people to know that Nestor Lee exists. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, you know, I think that when people first hear about Nestor Lee, they often think, oh, that's such a good idea for somebody else. I think it takes a <laughs> few times of, Hearing about it, learning about it, thinking about it, learning about some of the success stories that are involved. Um, but even you know, if you know someone who is looking for housing, average rent uh, that we've seen through Nesterly in Central Ohio is about five hundred dollars a month, and that includes utilities. Wow. Um, so if you know someone who is looking for a place to live, you know whether they do Nesterly, you know, longer term or even short term, they know they want to sign a year long lease eventually, but they you know, have like a three or a six month gap, Nesterly can be a really great option mm-hmm. with the added bonus of, um, you know, living with someone potentially from another generation, doing some mutual learning, you know, kind of having some uh, sneaky anti-ageism yes. <laughs> sentiments and learning being built, right? I think that um, there there are a lot of opportunities for mutual wins with Nesterly. Um And to talk about it, Early, Because, again, sometimes it takes a, a few repetitions um, before it starts to maybe sound like a good, di- a good idea for you personally versus for um, someone else theoretically. Um, and that all of the resources are right there, too. So anybody can sign up. It doesn't require a referral. Um, you can just go to Nestorlee.com to get started.
0: And I think we're right on the precipice of this idea taking off. Um, you know, sadly, we we are in some financial crunches Um I should say many people are in a financial situation that they didn't necessarily anticipate, right? So, again, cost of living and cost of housing going up. So while home sharing might not be everyone's first choice right now, if we look ahead five years and the changes that are coming to central Ohio, I'd be willing to bet that it is a concept that is really embraced as just – another way of doing things right Um, whether it's accessory dwelling units or home sharing I think this concept around home ownership is changing right in front of us and we're at the forefront well thank you both for being here and sharing about your unique programs and once again for representing COAA in the community as professionally and as wonderfully as you both do super appreciate you thank you thank you for having us Thanks for listening. I hope now you know something about Carfit and Nestorly.